0: Well, hello, friends. This is Pastor Frank, and as usual, I'm so glad when you come by. There are so many things we could talk about. So many things about God's love, His grace, and all the wonderful things that He's done in our life. And uh, we just thank you that God loves us. God first loved us, and He expressed His love in such a wonderful way when he sacrificed his life on a cross to redeem us. And it's true, many people may not really understand the purpose of the cross and why Jesus came, but it's always good to remember why he came. He came to give his life. He came to seek and save the lost sheep. Mm -hmm. And here we are, sharing about his love that he showed us at the cross. Well, today, I'd like to remind you that the last few broadcasts I've been sharing and talking with our guest, Ray Inman. And he's had quite an experience in his life, and we all have. But I'd like to talk to him because he didn't come from this area of New England or Massachusetts. He's a good friend of mine. We've known one another for years. But I thought it would be a good idea to ask him questions about where he came from, some of his experiences in life, and he's done that, and we've done that for a couple of broadcasts, and we're going to finish up that conversation today, and so here we are again. Thanks, Ray, for coming back to be with us. It's my pleasure, Pastor. And you know, you shared some wonderful things, what it was like for you to live in Maine and I remember you shared how much you loved your family, you loved living there, and you have some good things to look back on. You really enjoyed your experiences there.
1: Am I right about that? Absolutely. We uh, It was a small town, uh, like we said in a prior episode. It mm-hmm. was a small town, uh, but uh, we were poor people. We We didn't have much, but boy, we had everything because... Uh, the older that you get, Pastor, the more knowledge you acquire that you indeed had it made if you had love. And I certainly had a mother and father that loved me, and I loved them.
0: So, Yeah, and that's fantastic. You know, it's, it's sad today that many families uh, do not have that kind of relationship with one another. And I think one reason for that is... The world has changed so much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, getting back to your experience, here you've had a loving family. Um, you, You lived the, would it be fair to say it was a simple kind of a life to live simply because of the environment, simply because of where you were living. You were not living in a big, big city. But is that good living today? I mean, just to live a quiet simple life, there wasn't that much going on, if I'm right about that, am I?
1: I think so, Pastor, but uh, you'd probably get disagreements for the person who was brought up in the city, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, my past is a quiet little town uh, where you could do just about anything. Yeah, uh, you know, if you had a home or something like that, and you mm-hmm. wanted to put a shed in the backyard, you did it. Or if you wanted to dig a hole, you did it. Uh, in the city, you have to have all these permits and uh, right. everything that you do. You can't even ride a bicycle. I don't think <laughs> some kind of a permit or <laughs> a helmet or You're something right. like that. Right. We never had to worry about uh, stuff like that. Everything was just whatever we kind of wanted to do or we wanted to build in our own yard, we kind of went out and did it. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't sound complicated at
0: all. In fact, in some ways, we wish we could have that kind of life now. Absolutely. But everything is confusing. There's lots more to do. I, I think opinions could vary. Some folks would would say, oh, I would never want to live like that. I want to live in Boston where all the action is. But there are some folks who would feel good about living like that, in a quiet place, living a simple, quiet life. Did you have, as far as I I remember, you had friends, and you could spend lots of time with your friends, and you could go into the woods and so on and have a good time. You probably had barbecues sometimes? You guys would start a fire? and
1: Well, I don't know if you'd call it a barbecue, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, we'd just simply start a fire if we got hungry, and there was always fishing. I mean, you could always catch fish all over the place, no mm-hmm. matter where you went. There was a <laughs> pond or a stream or something where you'd throw a line in and catch a fish, and we'd uh, take it out mm-hmm. and, you know, put it on a on a fire and... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Cook it and eat it. Mm -hmm. I -hmm. mean, it (laughs) sounds like fun to me. (laughs) It it was fun, but it was just a different way of life, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, if we Mm -hmm. would, you know, have a get a partridge or a squirrel or something like that, uh, that's that's, we would eat it. I mean, we'd fry it up and cook it and eat it. Uh,
0: All right, all right. That's what you call, uh, I sure wouldn't call that city life, but (laughs) it sounds like fun. The only time I was ever in the woods was when I was in the military. Um, and I didn't like that kind of living, that's
1: for sure. No, and it's not <laughs> for everyone, Pastor. No, it's <laughs> really not. I think you have to be born for it. But I haven't lived in Maine for since I've been 22 years old.
0: Oh, it's been that long?
1: Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. And, uh, I mean, my parents in My brother and sister and everything else was all there. They're all passed away now, but they were there. So I would go back and visit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. And my wife was from the same town that I was from. So we had a a real good time growing up. But it wouldn't be for everybody because actually there was a lot of hard work, Pastor. Really? I mean, we had to really kind of work. I mean, we... Had a garden, a big garden. Take uh, care of things. To take, you know, in the winter uh, you had to have, you had to have store your food and stuff like that. I mean, mm-hmm. we'd have mm-hmm. chickens, and my mother would do what they call a frigatee chicken, and that was all canned chicken and stuff like that. And that whole garden, she used to can we used to have pigs, rabbits and stuff like that and we had there was a lot of work a wood stove you had to go out and cut the wood for it and stuff like that but it wasn't it was not As bad as what it sounds, Uh, it really wasn't. Now, did I like getting up at 5.30 in the morning to feed the chickens before I went to school? (laughs) No, I did not. (laughs) But then again, I look back on it and say, hey, you know, that that was part of life. I mean, when we were kids, you had chores to do. Right. And uh, today, it's, I think it's a little different. Uh, the kids don't aren't really brought up to have chores that they have to do in order to, well, more or less survive, because it was a, more or less a survival thing that we put all this food away uh, for the winter, you know? Right, you you right. can't grow anything in the winter or anything like that, so... We had to put all that stuff away, and we so had to work at it. means you couldn't get out
0: that often either in bad weather. You must have had some pretty tough winters.
1: Actually, no, you couldn't do what we did in the summertime and stuff. But the, the winter, I mean, I have seen times, it was not unusual to get two and a half feet of snow in a snowstorm overnight. Yeah, wow! Well. But we they had the plows and stuff like that to plow the roads, and we were okay. out there shoveling in the okay. snow so we right. could get the car out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it wasn't... The winter didn't cripple us that bad. It just crippled us as far as preparing for food. Right. We you had to prepare that in the summer, mm-hmm. the fall, and the spring. You sure, know, sure. So it. your mom must
0: have had to... Store food in in jars. And oh,
1: absolutely! Whatever, yeah. They my mother was a working woman, but I tell you, she uh, from the time she got up till the time she went to bed, she was working doing something. Wow! But in a roundabout way, so were we. But when I had a chance to to go, I was going with my friends into the woods, or we were out playing baseball and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was a, just a big difference between city life and country life.
0: Okay, what was your father's
1: life? What was his routine, so to speak? Well, my father was a mechanic for the Great Northern Paper Company. Oh. And he worked in the mill right in my home, not in the mill, but in the uh, mechanic shack right there in uh, mm-hmm. the place where we were born. So yeah. he'd, he'd come home for dinner and stuff like that. He'd get up in the morning. I think his hours were something like 7 to 4.30 uh, with a half hour for lunch or something like that. Mm. But he was another one. Uh, you never saw my father when, unless he was working. Yeah, yeah, he was
0: a busy man. Yeah, he was. Well, working a kind of a shift and then... I'm sure he must have had chores that he took care of. Oh, oh,
1: he had to yeah. uh, all, all weekends and stuff like that. He yeah. was working, yeah. but I don't want it to sound as bad as what I'm putting it out. Oh. Uh, it sounds a lot worse than what it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wasn't—he didn't have to run to do this and run to do that. And you I know, which, it was a—it yeah. was a kind of like easy way of doing it. Yeah, actually, what you're sharing
0: about how you lived and your family lived there, it sounded quite peaceful. There was nothing there to deal with that would be unusual
1: from even the way we live here. It's different, though. Well, it was a different time, too, because we didn't have... Now, I am a war baby. I was born in 1943, Mm. so I am indeed... A war baby. Uh, and my mother and father had to get through the war and stuff like that. And uh, But it was still, we didn't have the complications of what the world is today. Right. The world is just, I don't know, it just seems to be, the division in the, not only in the United States, in the world seems to be just, I don't know, I just don't have a word for it uh I don't care for it. I really don't. The division is is something that we've got to grab a handle on here. We've got to stop dividing ourselves and get back together
0: sure do It's a very troubling world right now, and very disturbing to many of us, especially senior citizens when they look back and see our culture and life. Over here in New England, what a difference, what a change there has been. Now, some of your family still lives in Maine, but where about? what about the place where you were brought up? Is that a home that still exists there?
1: No, and I don't have, I am, well, I could say it's like the last of the Mohigans. Mm. I just i don't have anybody in my immediate family as far as mother and father, sister, brother, aunts, or uncles, okay. and stuff like that okay. i uh, I have a couple of cousins, I think I have three cousins uh that i 'm in communication, but none of them live in, in that area in that area right
0: okay I do remember that where well, you did share with me now and then. About your family or your brother or someone that you were in touch with once in a while. Well, what an exciting lifestyle, I could say. But on the other hand, someone might say, it's kind of dull, there's not a lot of action there, I can't go to Boston, I can't go to the clubs, I can't do this and I can't do that. But, you know, that's the kind of life I, I think I really like.
1: Oh, I'll tell you, it... He yes. asked, could we, could we, did we have a great nightlife? Mm. <laughs> no, but no. we were... We were free people. I mean, you know, well yeah, uh, we yeah. we could go into the mountains instead and we would get just as excited fishing, swimming, yeah. or doing something five miles in the woods <laughs> as you or yeah. someone else that was brought up in the city that was going into Boston to whatever. Right, <laughs> right. You know, we had we had just as much fun as you people.
0: Well, well I don't know. I, I can't say with the way I was brought up, my parents were wonderful people who really loved me. But our lifestyle was fast and moving. And so as a young guy, I, I didn't go into the woods and do nice, easy things mm. so like build a fire or catch fish. Or, mm. I did go fishing sometime. But as I got older and went to high school and met so many other people, it began to be trouble for me because I did things I shouldn't have done. And it was the, well, what would you call it? Peer pressure or being with everybody else, you know, and you do what everybody else does. So if young guys like myself were out partying or doing things like that, that's what took up my time as well. And I'm sorry about that. I wish I didn't go in that direction but God knew about it and he took care of me it was many years later when I came to know Christ as my savior and he changed my life completely but as a young guy being brought up I didn't have your way of living but I wish I did in many ways I don't like the trouble (laughs) I would get myself in now and then but God changed my life beautifully as you know When I was an adult, but before my adulthood and so on, I didn't live the kind of life that you would think a Christian should live. But now I do thank God because God changed my life and and makes it that way. You know, to take a quick break here, Ray, I'd like to remind everybody listening to us that we're putting together two or three CDs now, or maybe in some cases MP3, I don't know. You're a producer, you're a manager here. But people could ask for a copy of your testimony. Um, I I think perhaps maybe the first two of the broadcasts we did would have a lot more to it than what we were just talking about. So listening today, if you'd like a copy of these two broadcasts, two and a half broadcasts, I guess, With Ray Inman's testimony, you could ask for it. Now, there's two ways you could do it. You could write to our P.O. Box, write to Pastor Frank, P.O. Box 2003, and that's in Woburn, Massachusetts, W-O-B-U-R-N, and the zip code is 01888. Now I'd like to give out my email today, uh, where some of you might like to send an email to me. Uh, it's host h o s t host at a g m radio dot net. Host at a g m radio dot net. And look at the website. You might like to look at the website. You get a little bit of a background of my career on radio. The website page is, let's see, what is it? Can I remember it? It's, <laughs> um, you know, when you get all the ray? I know you're not there yet.
1: <laughs> oh, gee. yeah, tell me all about it.
0: <laughs> we begin to lose our memory a little bit. But I have a web page. It's, uh, it's uh, AGMRadio.net. AGMRadio.net. That's the website. And there are listener buttons there. All you need to do is hear a broadcast by touching one of the buttons. And so it's pretty close to the email address as well. The email address is hosted at AGM, but our webpage is agmradio.net. So why not be in touch? I'd love to hear from you, love to hear your comments, share with us whatever may be on your mind. And if you like, there may be possibility of sharing some of your things right here on the broadcast. And by the way, if you ever go into the area of New Hampshire and Maine, uh, uh, we have a broadcast there. It's called Selah. It deals with devotionals from the Bible and some great Christian music. It's a different broadcast. It's not all talk. It includes talk with some real good Christian music. If you need to know more about these things, let me know. By the way, um, Ray, speaking about radio up in Maine, um, one of the stations I've heard on is in the Portland, Maine area. I don't suppose it would have touched the areas where you lived, no. No, we
1: didn't go that far up. No. Because you not, were close to Canada. Yes, not yeah. not to my knowledge. No, probably today mm. uh, you may have that. You can get, you can I can get Japan ocean. if you, I want to, you <laughs> That's know. Right. Is, That's right. But I don't know about back then so if right. uh, we only had, although, of course, being old, uh, you know, down Mainers. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was that big country western <laughs> station? Uh, oh. Radio station? With yeah, it's where the country westerns were on and stuff oh, like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Oh, w. I forget now. Okay. But uh, Willing, West Virginia. Oh, I remember we, that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we you could would, still get that, I guess. We, we could get that up there. What we did yeah. is we had an old radio and. We put a wire, my father put a wire from the house up to a tall tree. Yeah. And at certain times you could get, oh, Wheeling, West Virginia. That's the right. one. I, yeah.
0: I think you can still get it on dial around here if you really I search think it, for it. Yes, yeah.
1: I think it's WWVA, Wheeling, West Virginia. That sounds right. I, I okay. think that's what it was. They play all the country yeah. music. Huh? But we used to get uh, <laughs> on the radio radio. Uh, because we go back to the radio days. I was probably about ten years old before I mm-hmm. saw my first television, maybe even a little later than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Yeah. And we used to get the Lone Ranger and the that's Squeaking right. Door. And, and yeah. we used to get all of that. Yeah. Amos and Andy and Inner Inner Saint, remember that? that and one? The, inner <laughs> the shadow no, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we used to get all that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. and it was it was a lot of fun. It seems, again, it seems like it's kind of silly, but it really wasn't. We'd gather around the radio just like I people today gather I around the it. TV.
0: Yeah, I remember that as well in my home we had one of those, what do they call those big radios they made in those days? Yeah, kind of like a, it had a Vic Troller in it. Yeah, it yeah. And, you yeah know. They were I remember, too, families at night would gather together to hear those broadcasts. And you know what's kind of humorous to me is when we'd come alongside that radio to hear these old broadcasts, Um. We'd be looking at the radio like it was a television.
1: Absolutely.
0: You have to look at the radio <laughs> to hear the broadcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yeah. that strikes me, I think, back on that. But, yeah. you know, those old radios had great quality sound.
1: We were... Well made. We were talking back to the radio just like we talk back to the television. Now. <laughs> that's right. I, I'll get on to a news channel or something, and I'm... Somewhat of an idiot, I yeah. that there and talk to the television, just yeah. like we did when we were a kid, and talked to the yeah. to the radio. Yeah,
0: that's oh, right. That's yeah. right. It, uh, yeah. But they were happy times. Yes, they were. Uh, yes, know, they were. In those days, for us living here in this area of Massachusetts, um, it was a lot so much different from those days.
1: Mm-hmm. But it, I was, it was
0: good. It was fun.
1: Yeah, but I don't want to throw you off base in any way. Mm-hmm. Because even though we were from a small town, when we hit our teenage years, we were also rebellious. You know what I'm saying? We we weren't all a bunch of angels. Well, you I, know, didn't no, that. That, yeah. I didn't well, know oh, that. Yeah. Well, that's. Well. That's it's no a, different than well, in the city. Believe me. It's <laughs> nice of
0: you to confess that. But I couldn't imagine that of you. You're such a godly guy, and when I see you, there's a kind of a halo around your head.
1: Ah, uh, no, uh, no, 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 so. <laughs> no. I was about forty, forty-five years old before I truly a, came to the Christ. I was, okay. I was, I didn't want anybody mm-hmm. preaching to me or anything else. I, I understand. I understand. You know, uh, I understand. We we need to talk about that someday, mm-hmm.
0: um, not now, but on another occasion. We'll have you back to talk about those things, mm-hmm. how you came to know Christ as your Savior, mm-hmm. and I would be able to share along with you. Those will be good things to talk about later on down the road somewhere. And, you know, this broadcast uh, that we're doing right now is so new to me. Everything's, you know, I just didn't do broadcasts this way. It was different altogether. Um, but I love it, and this is a new adventure for me. And I would be excited to hear from people, and I know you would too, to get some feedback about these things we talk about, and if there's anything that people would like us to consider to bring up in our conversations that we have. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, uh, let's let's keep going. Um, I, what I'd like us to talk about next, today's date is what? This is June... 20, 27, is it? I think it's the 28th, but that's all right. It doesn't matter. That's close enough. The point is, yeah. here we are at the end of June in our country right now, and the world for that matter, is going through some heavy-duty things, politically, but especially with the abortion issue. There's so much conversation about it. There is so much protesting about what's going on in our country right now. There are, in some places, there's riots on the street. There is some degree of violence. There's a lot of screaming and hollering and protesting, all because of the Supreme Court uh, has made a difference in how... This country should deal with the abortion problem. Mm -hmm. Very controversial. And a lot of it is so negative. But in a way, I'm glad it's come up. So what I would like to do, Ray, if you will stay with me, our next broadcast will be about this. It'll be in good taste. We won't be attacking anyone. But we'd like to talk about the abortion issue in a way that it will be clear and understandable from a Christian's point of view. Mm-hmm. So the question is this. How do Christians deal with the abortion problem? We'll be talking about it on our next broadcast. So please be with us if you can. And don't forget how to be in touch with us. Look us up on the webpage, and we could take it from there. We will get back to you. Email is host at AGM Radio. Dot net.